Hello, everybody. You are listening to the MS Mobile Show. This is the podcast that helps you get the most out of your Microsoft services you're running on your mobile devices. On this episode, we will be discussing OneNote, what's new with Microsoft, and of course, our personal app, music, and podcast tips. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend J.J. Hammond. J.J., how are you doing today, man? Hey, 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 hey. What's up, guys uh, and gals? I'm doing I'm doing really good, you know. Uh, Kevin, our uh, exec producer or whatever, uh, is uh, is out sick, so I'm running the show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Everybody should be scared. Uh, but no, I'm I'm super excited uh, as always to have you here, uh, as well as the chat room, as well as our, our listeners later. Uh, thank you, everybody. So go ahead, take it away, Vernon. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you, uh, folks, for listening to the show. We really, really do appreciate it. If you happen to listen and even enjoy the show, even better, right? We want to hear more from you. Be sure uh, if you want to hear more from us, make sure you subscribe. Uh, you can do so using your favorite podcast app or vis- visiting msmobileshow.com/slash/subscribe. We also have the video feed. Some of you are watching that right now. I apologize for my face. Yeah. And of course, um, <laughs> and it, we do recommend that you follow us on Twitter. That's at msmobileshow. Uh, we found that that happens to be our favorite social network for our tech-related stuff, and we tend to be the most active on there. So hit us up, interact, and that way you'll get the latest from the MS Mobile Show. As far as feedback, we always want to cover feedback from the previous show, and so I have a piece of feedback of my own for last show. I incredibly, uh, I'm incredibly sad that I missed last show. Some of you didn't know that. I had some some. Stuff that some life that got in the way, and it was very unfortunate because I love OneDrive, and OneDrive is what we discussed last episode. Um, and I, I, I'm looking forward to doing another OneDrive episode sometime. <laughs> that would be that would be really cool. Anyway, but to go back, check out episode five from last week, talking all about OneDrive. I wasn't there, of course, but JJ and Kevin did a great job covering that, and uh, it was it could be a very valuable episode for folks who have not. We're not uh, as familiar with OneDrive as they probably probably would like to be. You know, I, I totally use you know pretty much everything. You, so you were there in 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 text and in spirit. Uh, for yeah, sure. little, the little black black letters on the screen. So. Right, right, right. Oh, what it would have been without him. <laughs> so do we have an announcements? <laughs> yeah, do we have announcements. <laughs> we're going to cover this episode, JJ. Uh, nope. Okay, we will not cover any announcements because you're here right now and you're enjoying everything in the moment, folks. Thank you for, yeah. for joining us with this. That and because I'm inundated with all the behind the stuff, so I don't, you know. No. <laughs> we'll go with that. that. That sounds good. For this episode, we are covering, a, obviously every episode we cover a tip. We want this to be the primary uh, content of the shows so that we can you can go back and you really check these out and we want to give you a good, clear idea of what Microsoft services can do for you. Mm-hmm. This episode is, of course, OneNote. We've, uh, I use OneNote quite a bit. I don't use it everywhere, but I use it in, in most places. I'm pretty much sold on it. Uh, JJ, how do you feel in general about OneNote? What? I'm so... Like, how could you say that you don't use OneNote for... How dare you, sir? No, um, I use OneNote for everything. Like, everything. So, um... I, I don't know how I so it's the same thing with a cell phone or a smartphone. I have no idea how I'd live without it. Let's just say that I have absolutely zero idea how I made it through life without it. Before, uh, same thing for OneNote. So there you have it. 
Agreed, yes. I don't use it on every place that OneNote is available, but I use OneNote in every place that I use something taking notes, if that makes any sense at all. We'll get into the details of that. It does. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that, that OneNote has been around a long time, but when people compare OneNote to other services, they, they throw Evernote in there. And Evernote, of course, is uh, a, a competitor to OneNote. That makes sense. A lot of people, and I've actually seen videos that are comparing the two that say that Evernote has been a long, longer been around longer than OneNote. Far from the truth. There's about five years difference. OneNote uh, was first available in the end of 2003, and Evernote was available in uh, the begin the middle of 2008. Not saying one's better than the other. Obviously, I have my uh, bias on that. But OneNote has been around for a long time. It used to be included. Actually, it used to be separate. You'd have to pay an extra hundred bucks for OneNote, and it was totally worth it even 15 years ago or not 15 years ago, 11 years ago. But uh, Evernote, of course, is a separate company that deals with that. And Microsoft has bundled it into Office, and now it's free and whatever. But it's it's I don't know. I just I just love OneNote. We're gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go too in depth on this. I think so. Just cut me off, JJ, when I go kind of nuts. All right. Mm, that's hard for me yeah. to do because I we're both ranters. <laughs> so fair enough. Mm. Go ahead, sir. Though, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so there, there is one. There is one thing about OneNote. You're probably going to cover it, but 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 I'll, I I may chime in during that part if for maybe so. But go ahead. Chime in on all this stuff. Add to it or say, Vern, you're nuts. This is incorrect. This is just a figment of your imagination. Let me know. But we need to you know just jump right in. I I happen to write the notes, but this is for both of us here. So go OneNote. If folks who do not know, OneNote is for typed text with a keyboard, or of course um, you can en- enter in uh, pictures, tables. It's basically Word only expanded upon. Everything you can do in Word, just about everything you do in Word, mm-hmm. you can add into you can do on OneNote. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things you can do in Excel, you can do on OneNote. Not everything, but most of the things that most people do with Excel, you can do on OneNote. And of course, you can do uh, uh, well, writing, basically, electronic ink is what you would call it. You can do in OneNote, and that's more on the mobile side, of course. But you could draw with a mouse on OneNote if you really needed to. But that is, uh, we're, we're growing into that. One thing that sets it apart is that you do not need to save it. Now, of course, if it's on the web, there's things that need automatically sync up anyway that are, you know, other than OneNote that you don't need to save. But that's something from the beginning, you was never a save button. You really threw people off to begin with, but OneNote is... You just slap stuff in there and back out of it, and it saves. It's really, really nice. Now, that's on the desktop, and that's in most applications. There are places on the mobile mobile apps. It is wise to let it save, or as you back out, make sure that it does save before you close it. That's just like kind of a power user tip. You can get into that a little bit later, perhaps. But uh, Basically, for OneNote itself, you have different notebooks. Think of when you were in school... I don't think they even have notebooks in school anymore. Jeez, but where, where notebooks, where a notebook was, you could have you know a big big binder, or you would or not a binder, but a, a large notebook with several sections. OneNote has different notebooks for different things that can be saved different places. Then you have individual sections within the notebook, and then within the sections you have the pages. So if you send something to OneNote, it's automatically going to take whatever you send and create an, an a, a new page in the default section that you've selected. We, we can get into that uh, later. 
you can change the background and the layout of it. You can set up to where the the notebook itself does actually look like a notebook with, um, or not three like three ring binder or with a small spiral binder. Mm-hmm. It it's very helpful if you're going to do handwriting on there, say on your surface or or whatever. Uh, and of course, it it'll have lines in there like a you know college ruled, uh, wide ruled, whatever. You can set that up. All right, that's, so real quick, I'm going to hop in right here. So yeah. before I found out this feature, and the reason why all of you should listen very closely to this feature is if you want to move away from a, a paper system, essentially where you have like a notebook for class or you know for work or journaling or whatever the case may be is, I didn't realize the whole notebook paper and and the whole, you know, like, college rule and, and all this other kind of stuff and, and page templates. So I took, so when I first got my Surface Pro 2, or actually the Surface Pro 1, um, I was taking notes in OneNote, right? And I was like, you know, I was drawing little diagrams. But then the next thing you know, like it was like all over the place, right? And knowing me, as many of you probably digitally are getting to know me, I just was ridiculous. So the next thing you knew, it was this huge, giant virtual whiteboard. And so I had to I had to pinch my fingers together on the screen to see everything. And then I was like, good God, man, this isn't helping me at all, you know, because then I was starting so then all of a sudden I looked over, because I convinced a buddy of mine to buy a, a Surface, and I looked over and I saw him taking notes, like like what I used to do during class or whatever, and he was like, it, and, and there was paper like there was like lines, you know the blue lines and then the vertical red line, and I was like, how did you do that? He was like, hold Mind on blown. He's like, he's like you didn't know how to do this, and I was like yeah, yeah, I knew how to do it. Psh, whatever. So, like, if I, I would not to, I make my own lines. Yeah, yeah, I do what I want. If you watch South Park, you probably will enjoy that little statement. But anyway, so <laughs> I, um, I was like, so if I was gonna theoretically, you know, whatever, do that, how would I do that? You know, he's like, okay, dude, this is how you do it. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'm just gonna go ahead. So, so, so when I saw this, so what it does is it keeps you from going off the page, and that's where I'm, uh, I'm going with on this. So if you want. To have the same exact experience, experiences like the um, uh, what you said, like uh, the the normal notebook or three ring, you know, binder type thing, uh, experience folder, uh, what have you, uh, without going off the page or you know making it um, you know kind of run off and and v- it makes it very clean, right? Like you're actually writing on a piece of paper as opposed to a virtual you know forever board, right? Does that make it? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that does make sense because think of I thought my, what I was going to get to here is that think of it as a whiteboard that is infinite. Okay, you can just keep right. writing off to the side or to the bottom, and then you can of right. course um, expand or con- contract the size of that block that you're working in. Then you can mm-hmm. click off the side. You can throw in a little doodle. You can put in a niv- different different pieces and and think of it as. Um, well, I guess Paint or even Photoshop might be this way, where you have these individual blocks of right something that you can move around, you can set it on top of each other if you need to, uh, line them up, or you can just merge them together, which is nice. Primarily, the input that I use is text because I'm either at my my uh, station at work with my laptop obviously docked, or I'm at my home PC where I have this. But for for viewing or um, consuming, you know, uh, reading back the the information that I've already put in there. I use all different types of devices. Um, even even on my phone, it is a mobile device, of course, and I suppose I could, you know, draw on there. I still type because uh, that way I can 
Um, I don't know, I guess it's better that way. I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit. What I want to say is that, back to what I was saying, is that a OneNote and Word are very, very similar, except you can do a lot more things with OneNote. Word is kind of for finished work, think of it that way, and OneNote is just, you just slap everything in there, huge virtual whiteboard, doesn't lose its data um, uh, when you would like erase it. There's um, there's no, let's see, I'm reading through my notes here, there's no uni enforced uniform page layout or structure, kind of what I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people use it on a laptop or a desktop, but of mm -hmm. course, uh, tablets are becoming more popular. Uh, that's where you would be using the pen, audio, which I didn't mention before, video notes. If I'm sitting in OneNote, and I mean, I can't think of a good example. Say I was a, I don't know, an actor, okay? And I was mm -hmm. trying to, I don't even know, trying to come up with a, a new Jim Carrey face or something, or like an impersonation, who knows? And people don't really recognize their own voice when they're saying it. So if I were to look at my camera and say, okay, this is me, Jim Carrey, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what would I say with Jim Carrey or something, right? right? I would I would record that note of me trying to do that right to one All righty then. Yeah, there we go. Or... Um, I'm not even going to go there. I'm thinking of uh, Dumb and Dumber, and I'm, we don't want to get nope. too off track here. Nope. But you could do that, record a video right in there or an audio. As we were putting together this show, MS Mobile Show, we did have some audio clips that I just slapped into OneNote. You can play them. You can comment right on them. And what's really cool, I might touch on it later too. I think I have it in here. The audio words that you've said or whatever put into there that uh, you've recorded into OneNote are actually recognized in a search, which is nuts. I didn't actually know this until I was doing a little bit of research um, for this. Yeah, which is I knew that. Mind-blowing. <laughs> mind-blowing, okay? Darn, it was one of those things I didn't know. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, and I have not tried it myself, but that's what uh, I've found in the, in the research I've done here. Okay. So moving on to search. Of course, you search words. Uh, pictures, if I slap a picture in there, image... Maybe even a, 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 I don't know, just any types of images, it'll actually recognize the words that are in there. So if you have a picture of a Trump Tower or like whatever, it would probably grab Trump out of the, you know, what it says on the side of the, the image. Hmm. Uh, screen caps, of course, do a screenshot and they'll pick the, pull the images out of there and as part of the, uh, the, the, the search. As far as handwriting, if I were to take notes, you know, scribing onto a, a you know, with a Surface Pen or something like that, it will either recognize just how you've typed it or, or written it, or you can also uh, opt to have that changed into into text, and that's, of course, because of OCR optical character, character recognition. I'm getting a little bit excited here. I'm, like, going super fast speed. I need to slow down. No, and no, no. No. <laughs> no, I love fast speed. You know me, dude. Hit that gas yeah, yeah. and go. Boom, let's go. Yeah. So audio, of course, like I mentioned, is the same thing where it's going to pick out those words that you've said uh, audibly, <laughs> and that's amazing to me. I <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. If uh, Folks, if you have tried these out and say, hey, wow, that's totally awesome, or um, hey, you're full of crap, that doesn't actually work or something, let us know. Get back to us on Twitter. Say, yes, loving the new audio uh, search feature, blah, blah, blah. Let us know on Twitter, of course, MS Mobile Show. The nice thing about, like I mentioned before, about OneNote is that it's going to sync everywhere. Everywhere you have uh, OneNote installed, it's going to, to sync up. So you don't need to hit save, like I mentioned, and it's just automatically there. It's, that's really nice. And 
This comes in handy when you have several people using the documents at once. So as we were preparing for the show, we had I had slapped in the slapped the show notes, what I had the host notes in, what I had so far into OneNote, mm-hmm. and we JJ started working on them uh, there as well, adding in what we needed. It's going to show who's added what, which is super nice. And there might I don't actually know how to activate it. Okay, I can. I'm I'm rolling over what JJ had put in. So like he put in some of the news feeds in here, the news items, and I roll over. There's a JH next to it. So then below it it says JJ Hammond last modified. Uh, you know at the time that he modified it. That's pretty awesome. And of course it's slightly grayed out, so you can kind of pick it out. And that's really that's been something that's been available for quite some time. When I was back with Glance and Go Radio, well I'm still you know with that. But when we were doing a lot of shows with Glance and Go Radio. This is how we did our shows. We would put everything into OneNote. It worked very well, mm-hmm. and we could see who's editing even in real time. And as I was preparing, I had my laptop up here too and my Surface with OneNote with the show notes. And I'm typing, or JJ's typing in in here, and I see him like updating on the other displays. It's mm-hmm. just you know, it's not like that's new, but that's a, a cool tech you know techy feeling that's. I don't know. I think I have more than just a, a logical respect for OneNote. I think I think I'm in technological love. If I don't know what that is. So. Oh, dude, totally. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, one of the one of the things people are just like, well, I don't know how much I would use, you know, this feature or this feature. I mean, think of it like this. I mean, so when I'm throwing together a OneNote page, I I, I I do maybe some notes around what I was doing during the day or whatever. Then I take a picture. That picture I upload it to that OneNote page because you can do that really quick and fast and easy and then you can draw on the picture or like make notes on the side like especially if you're you work on cars or motorcycles or uh, you know you work on you know any kind of um, tech you know tech stuff you know if you're uh, you know you know doing PC stuff making your own DVRs you know doing your own you know kind of gadgetry and stuff like that and then you know underneath of it you start writing again and you start talking about that sort of stuff or you know if you're in home health care if you're uh, taking care of your kids or all this different kind of stuff I mean there is ways in which you can um, make your life better thereby using it and stuff, so it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. Absolutely, and I tend to just go with text, just because that's the the medium that I, I don't want to say more comfortable with, but that's most accessible to me. But there's so many things you can do with type or you know, with touch, and then of course slapping in images and all that kind of stuff. I mostly just need that data saved to to read it back or or you know recite it back and uh, reference it at a later time. I use it for my work all the time, my my regular job. Uh, sync all types of things up. We have several other supervisors that uh, we all share the same notes, the same notebook, and I'm kind of the one who introduced that to them. But it works well, and uh, it only it's going to continue to work better as you find those those newer. How do I say this? As you expand upon those uses, you start using more and more things for it. I still carry around a little notepad at work, a, pa- a paper notepad, mm-hmm. but it's because it's for for other things because this is a very odd example, but it looks bad if I'm on my phone all the time. Even right. if I am truly doing work on my phone, which I do end up making a lot of phone calls and texts on my phone at work anyway, work related. But sitting there just sure. typing in looks like I'm modifying a blog post or something, right? Mm-hmm. So there, we're coming up on the how do I say this where. The, the norm is changing, okay? yeah, and it takes yeah, a little while for people to really 
accept that new thing. Um, we can talk about this in another episode, but it, it's changing, and we want when those new features are becoming more accepted, then they're going to be much more widely used, of course. I agree. To finish up what I was saying here, of course, it syncs everywhere. Multiple people can use, edit the documents at the same time. Sometimes, if you don't do it right, uh, there are version sync issues, and when that happens, you just get another page. It pops up on the on the well, basically the right side if you're using the desktop or I guess most apps, and it will show merge issue. Uh, or, um, and then you can pick which one is more up to date. Oh yeah, I've seen it. it. Yeah, I've seen it. Isn't a problem. Um, and so even if there is an, a sync uh, a version sync issue, it is easy to resolve those. It isn't like it's just completely goobered up. So. To help prevent that, if you know several users are in the document at the same time, just take a moment to ensure that you are on the latest version before editing it. So when you jump, when you open up OneNote, like I say, you're, I know you're working on it, but I don't have the, the app open yet. If I just open it up and it, and it happens to go to the page I'm working on, it probably hasn't updated yet. It's just cached from before. Mm-hmm. So give it a moment. Let it update. You'll see the little circling... Sync, what do you call that thing? The recycle button, kind of? No, <laughs> the just, just just the sync icon. I would I would say that, yeah. There you go. Make sure that is actually up to date, and you'll see what the newest version is, and then start typing in there. Same thing, for example, on the phone. When you're done typing, make sure you back out of it. And by backing mm-hmm. out of it, it's going to say saving or syncing or something like that. And uh, that way it will make sure that it gets saved so someone else doesn't um, kind of overwrite it. But I've had very few issues with that. That's just something I've run across because I've used OneNote so stinking much. Right. So the next next uh, next bit of a few items here. OneNote has expanded to have an API which other things can plug into. And this has been a little while now. But OneNote Clipper, that is a new version. That's a new... Um, basically an updated plugin. It used to be you could just send a OneNote right from the web, and of course you can still do that, but now it's gotten a little bit better. Before, mm-hmm. you couldn't change the default. You weren't able to choose whether it was the whole page with the screenshot or just the article text. Now OneNote Clipper, you can basically just you can choose which one you want, and that sends it to whichever default Whichever it used to be, whichever default you would set up, but now you have the option of choosing that as you send it. So right. that might not describe it very well. So just search for OneNote Clipper, um, install it on your browser. I don't know if it works with Chrome, but it certainly worked with IE 11 and maybe 10. But you should be on IE 11 anyway. Right, right. No, no, no. Um, I I believe I, I'm almost positive that that. Uh, Chrome, it works. There's a, an extension and all that stuff for Chrome, so. Yeah, it should. We hope it works. I'm, ass- I'm yep. assuming it does. Yep. Email to OneNote. I actually thought this was around quite a bit longer. So mm-hmm. it's saying that uh, it is a recent addition. You can just send in, I think it's like um, me at OneNote.com or something like that. If you have a page you're on it and you hit share, I think it's just. I'm sure with Windows Phone you could hit share and then email yourself. It'll send it to OneNote. I haven't used it this way before, but I I have the recollection of using this back on Windows Mobile. I mean, this was five years ago. Right. So I don't know what changed, or maybe I'm maybe I am a time traveler and don't actually realize it. Office Lens uh, 
is basically an app for Windows Phone which helps you take images from the camera. So if you have a, let's just say a newspaper, you know, if anyone still uses a paper newspaper, and hey, wow, this is really cool. I want to share this. Well, what are you going to do? Clip it out and put it in an envelope? I mean, that's not <laughs> very reasonable. And so you can take a picture with the Office Lens app on your Windows phone. Take a picture of what you want. There's going to be some shadow issues. It might have a different um, depth of field. It's going to look a little bit goofy. Mm -hmm. But using Office Lens, it's going to tidy it up, basically, and turn that into editable or you know manipulatable text, and including the, the image that might be in the on the, on the paper or whatever it is, say a whiteboard, whiteboard for example. Mm -hmm. And now that is, you can send that to OneNote. A better example is the whiteboard where people have obviously written on there instead of typed. Well, that doesn't, didn't used to do a lot of people any good, especially if you're just taking the image. But if with the Office Lens app, you'll be able to, an, an OCR, optical character recognition, you'll be able to turn that into something usable you can share with everyone. A great example was that uh, I was at a meeting with my supervisors and or my boss and other and fellow supervisors and we put some stuff on the whiteboard and at the end we took a picture of it or I actually didn't think of it. I forgot to. But mm -hmm. after we left, uh, one of the other supervisors took the picture and then what from there he actually typed it up and sent it out. And what would have made much more sense is for me to just <laughs> use the office lens, which I spaced out at the time, and take an office lens, just send it right to OneNote, and then share it. And it I would have done it, you know, it would have taken me two minutes or, or less. So, uh, JJ, have you used any of these? Uh, OneNote Clipper, email to OneNote, or office lens? Office lens? I've, I've actually used them all, and, and you were right uh, with the, the email to OneNote thing. You can, you can do that. So, uh, you, like I said, I mean, I, I use OneNote. I kind of live and breathe it, and you've covered everything very extremely well. So, there's nothing really that I can add to it too much until you get to the universal part, but that has to do with stylus, so that's not necessarily a, a big thing. But, I mean, uh, the, the, the Clipper thing, a lot of, many of you know from the Windows 7 days, and, <clears throat> excuse me, all the way up until now, the snippet tool um, has been extremely useful. That was a uh, something that came with the Windows operating system, but now uh, the OneNote Clipper it basically does the same thing, but it just sends it directly to OneNote, so you don't have to save it on your maybe your desktop or in your pictures or whatever, and then you know copy and paste the the photo or, or whatever. So it does make life a, a lot easier, um, absolutely, especially with screenshots and stuff like that. And God, that's so helpful! Holy cow! Um, you know, so uh, the the office lens, um, you know, uh, optical, you know, stuff works really well. Um, one of the kind of tough things is is just once you just to set it up because like when you use office lens per se, you got to tell it where to go, and sometimes that can be a little monotonous. But if you already have like a, a preset. Uh, section of your notebook that you have set up ready to go, then it's fine, you know. Um, so it'll go there every time, and 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 it'll go to one spot, so you don't have to hunt it down. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, when, we, and just to reiterate on that, it will go to a a, a certain. It will create a new page in the mm -hmm. section that you've you've defaulted, you've set up there. And so by default, it will go to your notes, Vernon's notes, JJ's notes, whatever, mm -hmm. um, and then just slap it in there. But you can. You know, set it up to go where you want it to, and I've done that with a few different ones. Exactly. Like, say, for example, what I've done 
is just called it, uh, what did I call it, drafts or something. Or, no, I call it drop. Basically just to drop things where I want it for exactly. example, in yeah. the notebook. So I guess I don't need to elaborate any more on that. But Yep. So uh, Windows Phone, you, that, that's next up. What's your thoughts yeah, on that? My cue. Okay, I've used I've used, used OneNote on Windows Phone for quite some time. I really, really like it. It is not perfect, but I like that it doesn't have all the features that you would in OneNote because that's really going to be silly to try to navigate through, and it does yeah, not make sure. sense to have all that stuff there. Yeah. It has all the stuff that you need. You can't change fonts, um, I don't think. No, you can't. But really, is that... I mean... <laughs> it, that's, yeah, that's an example that's, of one of the things you can't do. Yeah, and on mobile, it's kind of you want to get it done and over with and then gone most most of the time, yeah. right? Yep, but you can slap – same thing, you can slap in uh, audio, video. Um, of course, um, it, it's really nice to use the list or like a, a checkbox. Those are easy to add in there. Mm -hmm. You still have the bulleting points that are available, which is, which is nice. Um, what am I missing here? The pictures, of course, you can slap those in there. So those really are pretty much everything you would do with it, and I – I don't know. I should look at this a little bit later. If you can technically draw in there, I've not tried that. Um, I don't know. Of course, that's different than Windows Universal. Now, what we're saying right now about the Windows Phone at OneNote app will be outdated pretty soon. We are expecting, <laughs> we are expecting the Windows Universal app to change to become Windows. What would you call it? Uh, OneNote for mobile, basically, or something. And we will get much. I'm expecting much more functionality in the the um, Windows 10 for mobile version, as I understand. Right. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Uh, do, would you like to elaborate on Windows Universal? Because I don't actually use it this way that much. Just a few different uh, certain scenarios. Yeah, I mean the the biggest one would be the the pen input. Many of you who use a um, a Galaxy Note. Uh, know that there's the the stylus and and it kind of gives you a radial menu. Uh, the same thing happens with OneNote for the Universal app, and I think um, I think it works really well for touch, and I think it works even better with pen um, because a lot of the normal kind of um, box UI uh, that you get from the desktop stuff is gone, and it's it's that uh, really clean. Um, dare I say, a Spartan user interface. You know, it's very Spartan. It doesn't have, like, a lot of, you know, bells and whistles stuff that's a very apparent. You have to swipe from the top of the right or whatever to, to kind of engage those other features. But, you know, again, this speaks to kind of what you were talking about, Vernon. You don't need those things uh, when you're doing things on uh, kind of a mobile interface like that. So I do expect to see more from the Universal app as it goes forward, and, and, and maybe it, you know, changes a little bit. But I think that as it is right now, uh, that is the biggest difference. The other is um, in the desktop version, when you press and long hold with your finger to drag, like, maybe a page into a different section, uh, it doesn't read it readily uh, recognize that, but in the universal, it does. So uh, okay. there's some UI touch interfacey stuff, but, um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit more specific. Yeah. But one thing I'll say as far as, you know, in comparison to, like, Evernote and other things like OneNote, um, you know, the Google Keep stuff and all that uh, that kind of jazz, I think that, uh, I think that you know, it's, 
I think that OneNote provides us as the users with the most optimal experience within a kind of a productivity from a productivity standpoint. As Absolutely. Instead of, a, instead of this focus on like memorization, it has more of a focus on kind of an overall experience for productivity stuff. Um, so I think uh, I, I think that speaks volumes to to how one person can use the the OneNote stuff. Mm -hmm. One more thing with Universal, you talked about you know the larger icons and everything uh, focused for um, you know touch, of course, but also in the, the the regular app or you know the the desktop app, you do have the option. Let me pull it up here real quick. You do have the option to uh, look at the oh come on. You can minimize all the extra stuff. That's kind of how I had it. So you could mm -hmm. view more, but also you can change the the um, the what would you call it? The input, okay, optimize spacing between commands, basically for mouse or for touch. And so you can set it up to even though even if you're using the the desktop app, you have bigger buttons. Think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So you can still access it that way. Personally, I think they probably should go the other direction and include more features with OneNote Universal, but just have like the Pro toggle or something like that. I don't know how they would like to, they're going to do that, but in general, I'd like to see more features added in than pulling stuff out. And we've said, well, it's good that they don't have that extra stuff in there. Well, that's fair, but why prevent someone from doing something just because? We think, you know, Microsoft thinks that the user isn't smart enough to use that. So I think having a toggle of Pro or I wouldn't call it beginner, but right. standard and right. Pro, yeah. that would uh, push some more features in there, which would be pretty cool, my, my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. We're already halfway through the show. Let's, ju let's jump ahead a little bit. Um, well, not jump ahead, but let's move it along here. As well, I mean, iOS, Android, you know, PC, Mac, everything's really similar. Um you know, as to, to to what you were speaking about before, and then lastly, just just the web. You know, um, it doesn't like you say in the show notes. It just doesn't have that solid feel, uh, like like it would you you get from the ask, the the actual. Um, uh, I was gonna say desktop app, but the Win32 version of it, right? Like the kind of the mouse and keyboard style. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I do choose to go with the the true version of it, uh, if you call it, you know, installed on my PC. It's going to work a little snappier. I occasionally have uh, mm -hmm. bandwidth issues, and so using it on the web, it's great that you can do that anywhere. It's super mm -hmm. super nice. Log into your computer at a at the library or whatever, and it, that works really nice. But just going with that with with the OneNote app, which I am 90% sure this is completely free now, right? Isn't there a way yeah, you can get the desktop? Yeah, okay. No, it's it's all yeah, it's it's free now. The other thing that I'll say too is don't forget everyone, Vernon, you already know this. I'm not saying this to you, but don't forget everyone. This automatically syncs to the cloud. So, you can be working on it on your phone and then when that syncs, you can pull it up on your desktop and you can pick up where you left off and vice versa. So, it's, you know, um it's 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 one of those things that sync in the background. Like you don't have to manually go in and sync. I mean, sometimes you do, not all the time though. For the most part, it just does it anyways. And that's what's kind of the beautiful thing about this this application. What what I would recommend is that if you if you're using you're saving stuff to the cloud or in OneNote, of course, put put a, a favorite or a bookmark on your browser of of that specific even that folder or, or whatever it might be. 
So you can go right to that instead of going, okay, Outlook.com, okay, then go up to the upper left-hand corner, go to OneDrive. From there, go to My Files, go to uh, OneDrive or OneNote, I should say. Just have that shortcut right in there. Not that that's a power user tip or anything, but that can be very, very helpful to go right to that. And then, of course, um, you can set your default. You can pin specific folders to your to your uh, start screen. Um, I guess I don't do that. I thought that was true. Don't make me a liar here. Um, I don't know. If, I thought that was the case. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. And then uh, just to just to reiterate a little bit on iOS, Android, um, the Mac. I mean PC. Everything. It is. It's totally free. I mean it's. It's freaking free. <laughs> right. Use it. It's absolutely right. awesome. So I feel like a Microsoft salesperson here. But we need to nope. jump ahead. I talked quite a bit. Now JJ's going to talk uh, quite a bit more, and we're going to go through some of the news here. JJ keeps up on this stuff a little bit better than I do. Yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead and uh, hop into what's new with Microsoft. And uh, the biggest thing right now is a closer look at the new mail and calendar apps. Now, many of you, if you know what I'm talking about with the Outlook, not um, the web interface, but the actual Outlook application, the newest version for, I think, 2013 for Office 365, will know that the application is pretty feature-rich, but it has a really nice user interface as opposed to kind of this bubbly UI from back in the Windows 7 days uh, the 2010 Office Edition, and I really like it a lot. So uh, when I, I was kind of curious to see what the the Windows 10 version is going to look like, and, and and there's a lot of features, and 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 I'm going to kind of tie what we were just talking about with OneNote into what we're talking about with, um, you know, with uh, the the mail application and the um, calendar applications. It's 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 kind of a similar experience, you know, from like of the of the Outlook uh, actual. Uh, standalone application that's a part of the the, the office suite. So, uh, one of the one of the biggest things that stick out to me is obviously everything to me looks better in a window instead of taking up the full screen. I'm telling you, dude, Windows 10. I they just whenever they were they were having floating uh, windows on the desktop, it just for me it brought me back to the productivity stuff. You know, like I, I use everything with a mouse and keyboard, and if I don't, I use it with uh, with a pen. Either way, the 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 points were too you know weren't very responsive. It's not it's it's it wasn't the best experience. But anyways, I digress. So uh, the uh, mail application you can have easy access to your calendar uh, to the mail. You can there's a hamburger um, icon in the top left hand corner of the screen. Uh, you can search through your stuff. You can discard, send all this other kind. Of, uh, of stuff. Uh, the, the other thing is uh, you do have the kind of option to swipe left and right. That, that was kind of interesting. Um, you can change your text uh, styles. Uh, you can format, insert. Uh, you can review your stuff before you send it. So it's a lot uh, heftier of an application as far as features go than the current uh, mail application on Windows 8. Um, and, and again, it's it goes along with this kind of cadence of everything is better in Windows 10 uh, than Windows 8 a little bit. I, I kind of have that feeling about this application and, and other applications like it. Now, uh, the other thing is we hope to see integ uh, uh, integration with Google uh, calendars because right now we have integration with the mail application, but we don't have the integration with the calendar application. So that's really important to me because I'm spread across um, operating systems and um, uh, services, uh, just like many of you. 
so that's very cool. Uh, folders are still there. Uh, you can have a bunch of different accounts you can set up, which is great. Uh, you can change your background and what your background looks like. Uh, that wasn't a feature in the Windows 8 version of the application. So a lot of UI tweaks here, but a lot of functionality too. So uh, you can uh, go to the show notes page uh, after this uh, the 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 uh, episode has been published, and you can check out uh, the link that I have here in the show. Uh, Vernon, what what are are you liking some of the stuff that you're seeing from the Windows 10 um, applications? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the direction they're going with it. I I do like Windows 8 or 8.1. I'm not put off by the two different different environments. It it took me you know <laughs> a few minutes to figure that part out, but uh, I can see where going with Windows 10 is going to be. Windows 10 is going to be better for everyone. It will definitely be a step up for people, and um, I like how I like to see the improvements that we're get, that are getting kind of leaked out there for for the different core apps that are that are you know essential for Microsoft users and making sure that those are upgraded as well, along with just the operating system. It's it's encouraging. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to also encourage everybody to keep uh, their their eyes and ears and everything open to uh, windowscentral.com. We're big fans, and uh, Richard Devine's amazing, so is uh, Daniel Rubino and all those guys over there, so we really appreciate their support of the show as well. Also, uh, the next thing up on my uh, my list of things was Microsoft kind of um, is has been on the sidelines so far, and a lot of tech companies are trying to push their way into your wallet, and I don't mean necessarily in a bad way, but they want to become your new credit card uh, because, you know, that would just be another uh, feature of them selling you services. It, uh, it is a revenue stream for them. Yeah, and it is another revenue yeah, yeah, exactly. Not so, that, but yes. Yeah, yeah, So the other thing is um, one of Microsoft's uh, issues as of late has been user adoption. We all know Apple and um, Android uh, are just, you know, running the gauntlet with the mobile stuff. Microsoft's staying strong with the desk, desktop. We've seen that from the last, uh, you know, uh, numbers from a whole bunch of different, um, you know, uh, researchers and stuff like that. But uh, this comes to us via winbeta.org. Mobile payments are becoming a popular and key uh, player in the smartphone market. Uh, Apple has Apple Pay. Google has their wallet stuff, and then Samsung's going to have Samsung Pay, obviously, uh, and the uh, uh, Google actually is going to have something called, um, I think, Android Pay. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to call it, uh, but, uh, you know, it it's all has to do with making payments using your smartphone, and there was a report that Microsoft is uh, filing for a, a, a essentially something uh, in finance uh, called Microsoft Payments. Now, we don't know exactly what that means, but that brings hope for me personally that uh, it can be a part of the new Windows uh, 10 for you know smartphones and mobile and all the things that we cover on this show and that we cover on other shows because uh, I've long since believed that Microsoft not only needs to wow the socks off of everybody with the Windows 10 launch, uh, but they have to, uh, ra- you know, I see your, uh, you know, bet and I raise you one, you know. And yeah, exactly. I, need to I, do I think that. That I think that there's a real uh, hole in the platform right now with making mobile payments. So this is a uh, it's very exciting to see this come across the the news desk. Um, the the next the, go ahead. The, the time to do it is before it's widely adopted by everybody. And I mean it's weird because with Windows 8, Windows Phone 8, there was um, 
I don't know what it's called, Windows Wallet, or I don't, I don't remember what it was. Maybe just Wallet app. Just, just Wallet. Kind of yeah. Just died wallet. with eight yeah. one somehow. I don't know exactly <laughs> what happened there. I mean, that's. <laughs> but they it's had. All just, the it's all just a big experiment, dude. I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to complain, but they had it yeah. ready, and it was going to be before Apple adopted it, and finally, you know, Apple did adopt it. You know, way behind the times, but now is when all these uh, consumers or these, um, you know, these these. Uh, businesses are adopting that and they're saying, oh, well, Apple Pay. Once Apple does it, then everyone will do it. Microsoft needs to catch up right now before, mm-hmm. before sure. just like you're saying, just before uh, it's really widely uh, widely used. Well, the Surface Pro 3 proves my point. On it. It, the Surface Pro 3 right. proves my point. Make a device with just some amazing features uh, because no one can argue, especially with the conversation about OneNote that we were just talking about with the pen, with just how it works well in business and all this other kind of stuff, and it's just really, really nice. And now with the release of the Surface 3, that's going to have LTE. Un- they're going to yeah. sell an un- they're going to sell an unlocked LTE version of the Surface 3. So you know, nice. no one can tell me that you know that that the Surface is is a fail. The new Surface Pro 3, and then even this new Surface 3, Microsoft's finally back in the back to school uh, uh, you know release cycle so it's like finally you know like so you can't say that the Surface Pro 3 or, or, or to prove my point the Surface Pro 3 proves my point that they can make something that you know everybody aspires to because the you know with the um, which the HP I think X360 or whatever uh, that was co-designed with HP and, and Microsoft uh, X Microsoft people it just it, it they have to set a standard you know and they have to just they just have to do it and 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 make it good you know um, I think a lot of people are are haters of the Xbox uh, video and Xbox you know branding stuff with the music and and the past and and there's just been a lot of stuff going on but I think a lot of that gets answered and addressed with Windows 10 um, but I don't think it's going to be addressed from a UI perspective more from a functionality perspective and it goes back to that story that I just had with the uh, Windows 10 mail application and even the calendar applications the hamburger menu ain't going nowhere peeps but uh, but but it is a it, you know it is functional you know like it's a unified experience across devices and I think that's going to speak volumes to the naming conventions and to the services. So when Microsoft files for Microsoft Pay, we can see Microsoft Pay, Microsoft Music, Microsoft Video, Microsoft da 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 da. It just makes sense from a branding perspective and from a user's you know identification perspective on what this thing is. And then we see Xbox is being decoupled from the Windows Store on Windows 10 as well. So this just keeps fueling this idea, which is rightfully so, that it's all going to go down the right way for Windows 10. Yeah, it would be kind of odd to have Office Wallet or you know, <laughs> win, you know Windows Music. You know, It right. doesn't quite jive. Just having Microsoft everything, even if Xbox is going to be kind of off by itself. And I, I understand the branding. They're not going to call it... The um, Microsoft one, you know, it's still Xbox, of course, so that would make sense right. to keep that. But everything else, right. just moving everything to Microsoft, Microsoft OneDrive. Yep. It's not, um, well, you, uh, Outlook, I'm sorry, One OneNote, for example, used to be called Microsoft Office OneNote, and now it's just Microsoft yep. OneNote. Makes sense. Yep, yep totally. Yep. So that's uh, that's the story there. Um, you had you had put this next story in, though, and I wanted you to talk about it, uh, the Intel Compute Stick uh, that we that we covered back at CES, but you can talk about it. 
Well, I don't know too much about it, but I thought it was very interesting. And I thought it was it was relevant for us to talk about this because this is a PC. We're not a PC show, you know. Or <laughs> I guess we're trying to be politically correct, right? But we we don't really talk about PCs that much. No. But this is a PC on a mobile device, really. Yeah, so yeah. You could take this anywhere. You could plug it into. I don't know. Technically, I guess you could plug it into your your television, and if you had a Bluetooth uh, mouse and keyboard, I, I guess you could run it this way. I I don't know enough about it, but I just thought it was very interesting the direction that we're going. Mobile is encompassing yeah. more and more things. So you know, two years ago, yeah, two years ahead. ago, I wouldn't have talked about the Surface necessarily as being mobile. Of course, it is. I mean, it's a it's a tablet, but now that's coming into the mobile part of it right. because we really are using them. Uh, on the go, and it's it's becoming more functional for us. Instead of being a tablet toy, it's a mobile computer that can be a tablet, if that makes sense. So this this yeah. compute stick is mobile, but it's a full desktop. You know, it's a PC. So I I don't know what else to really add to that. But well, that's why I threw it in here. Yeah, no. So I'll go ahead and add to it. So it does have Bluetooth, so you can do the Bluetooth keyboard and Bluetooth mouse. Um, also, it's HDMI dongle, so you can plug it into any uh, dumb terminal and and make it into a Windows machine. Also, it has kind of like this little fan thing inside of it, so that you know it takes care of the whole heat issue. Uh, also, the other the other thing too is um, it has a full USB and then a mini uh, USB deal, so you could do that as well. Um, also, this uh, uh, has promising uh, because you know, super you know has a great Wi-Fi in and all that other kind of jazz. So that's not going to be an issue. Also, it shows why I think Intel is trying to say, look, we're 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 going to try this. We're going to try to do it right and move into the mobile market, um, you know, and try to fight with ARM a little bit here. And I think that uh, that this dongle represents their you know, uh, one of their concepts, like a, a design, proof of design concept type thing. And I think that this could uh, play a key role in fighting back uh, Google's Chrome OS that's featured on uh, the same kind of uh, HDMI dongles as well. Uh, you know, but heat keeps being an issue with those things because they don't have, like, little fans or whatever, uh, so that's going to be an issue. But you can you can see where some of these ideas come from, and that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, and uh, and it's Intel, you know. So I mean, you know, the, it, it's it's going to have a decent type of um, you know service on it. So even, I think that's, that's really yeah, cool. Even if it's lower powered, it's still going to be quality powered. If you think of it that right. way, and of right, course, right. Uh, backed up as far as updates. And you know, there's going to be a. It's not Zoom Zip from China or something. Not China, <laughs> but, but you know, it's it's yeah, yeah, Intel. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. Meme. yeah. No, yeah, we gotta get rolling, man. We gotta get rolling. We got like nine minutes left to finish this up, huh? Yeah, but that's not gonna be a problem because, come on, why don't you tell us about apps coming to Windows Phone? All right, well, we're gonna cover one that's coming to Windows Phone. It's by the developer Daniel Gary, and I don't remember what his developing house name is, but people know who Daniel Gary is. You can look for this in the Windows Phone store. It's called Telescope for Periscope. Now, some people know what Periscope is. It's uh, exclusive to iOS, but it is a Twitter service that allows you to basically podcast in a way, let's just call it video streaming from your iOS device. Of course, it doesn't support uh, Windows Phone or, or Google or you know the Google Play Store at this time. But there is the the app called uh, a Telescope by Daniel Gary, which will do that. I don't know all the ins and outs of this, but Periscope is the Twitter version, and then of course there's Meerkat, which is ties into Twitter. But there was like some weird stuff going on there, uh, but Telescope for Periscope by Daniel Gary. 
uh, check it out if you are into that type of thing. Windows Phone app picks. I'm at personal picks. I'm going to jump in, in there with Super Mario, and it's called Super underscore Mario, like if you're searching for it in the store. Nice. And it's basically lets you play Super Mario on your Windows Phone. And what what are the... What on earth could be better than that? Uh, my my daughter had suggested this to me, and she just won a gold star for for that day. Um, so she's so check it out. Super underscore Mario uh, in the Windows Phone store. You can play Super Mario on your Windows Phone. Nice. Well, my pick is going to be uh, Ducktales. Uh, you can get this across platforms, but uh, I mean, it's it's great nostalgia factor. Uh, Kevin had this pick the other day, but I'm going to have this pick now. It is gorgeous. I mean, it's just such a good game uh, to play. It's a lot of fun, so I, I hope you enjoy that. And then I'm going to hop on down to my uh, my music picks. So Hollywood Undead uh, has a, some good music and some really bad songs, you know? So don't judge me too much, but the songs that they're really good at, like um, uh, Young and um, uh, their their very first one uh, that was really cool, you know, Get Up Out The Way, you know, blah, blah, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, uh, we're going to rock this party anyway. I can't remember the name of it now. It's driving me nuts. But anyways, Hollywood Undead, <laughs> they, they, have a, uh, they have a new album out, um, and it's not bad, you know. There's a couple of songs in there. I'm like, what the? Heck? But I mean, for the most part, it, it is it is you know uh, in their wheelhouse. So I think uh, many of you will enjoy uh, that one. Their previous uh, one had this song called uh, "Poor Me" on it. It was just really really good. Um, I, I like them because I like Linkin Park. They're like, well, Linkin Park's my favorite band. Uh, but Hollywood Undead does a similar thing where they have like a singer and then a kind of a rapper or whatever. But um, I like it. It's it's much more raw and there's a lot more kind of you know uh, bad references in there. But uh, but I think overall it's it's a really it's 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 good to listen to. It's it's pretty cool to to rock out to. And Vernon, your pick obviously is awesome. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode, I'm going to cover. I'm going to suggest you listen to the band Tool. Most of you should know the band Tool. If you don't, you really need to check them out. It is not available in the Xbox Music Store. And in a way, that really, really sucks. In another way, it, it kind of uh, gives me a little bit more, it creates a little bit more respect for this band. Um, the people who, who know about Tool and, and listen to their music, they really, really love the band and the music and just so much you know, respect for them. But not everyone necessarily knows about this band. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you own the Tool albums, you can upload them to OneDrive, and you can, you know, your music folder in OneDrive, and you can listen to them through Xbox Music. We covered that two episodes ago, so go back and listen to that if you want more details on how to do that. But also through OneDrive, you can you can listen. There's other ways you can uh, listen to Tool if you do not necessarily have it. So I'll let you uh, uh, d- decide or use your imagination on how to get a hold of Tool through uh, OneDrive. As far as podcast picks, I'm going to jump in with The Dane and the Pain. That is a podcast that's been out for uh, since the end of 2014, I think. It, in, it includes Lars Clint and, our, and Joel Jackson, the winner of our Twitter contest. Joel is from Alaska. Lars is from Australia somewhere, and, but he's um, Danish, and there's a, know, they always make funny, you know, they put jokes in there about uh, ethnicities and whatever, it's kind of interesting. It's, it is safe for work. It's a family-friendly show. They do talk a lot about Microsoft stuff. Both of those are, are deeply into the Microsoft e- ecosystem. But they talk about general tech and more kind of like the broader picture. They step mm-hmm. back and they speak about 
like how their children are going to are are using this and like how the develop developing um you know the, the developer uh, landscape is changing and how smartphones may be obsolete and you know these different things so the most recent episode uh, let me pull it up real quick here it is um, HoloLens malware on Android and a life without tech so of course they do talk about some things that are not Microsoft but it is it is broader and it's it's kind of like the it's futuristic in a way they look at the big picture I really like both these guys and their podcast is is great uh, they're just doing it for the fun of it, of course. So it's not. Uh, um, it's a great a podcast, and I'm I'm very proud to let other people know about this, so they can they can check it out as well. I like that. So that's yeah. What else, what do you have for a podcast, JJ? So what I have for a podcast. Um, first of all, if if you're on uh, Android, there is no podcast app like Pocket Cast. It's just <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Um, and one of the cool things that I like about it is it says, like, for example, um, it says, here are some podcasts that you may like. So, you know, it offers you some, you know, uh, suggestions, I guess you could say. But it's really cool. Um, one of the shows that came across in one of those suggestions was this uh, thing called True Story. And... Um, it, it follows like that serial podcast idea where it follows the story no matter where it goes and it's a true story of like happenings or whatever. Uh, same same concept. So I think uh, a lot of you would uh, really enjoy it. Um, so go check that out. It's called uh, True Story. T-R-U-E-S-T-O-R-Y if uh, you are spelling impaired like me. Um, so uh, thank you so much again, everybody. Uh, we really enjoyed this episode. Thank you for people who participated in the uh, live chat. We are uh, here every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. rather, uh, Eastern Standard Time, 12 Central Standard Time. Uh, so um, just wanted to say thank you oh, for 11, our 1 o'clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, so two, two, oh, God, I messed that up. So my bad, 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Better. And if you're in London, it'd be 7 at night. And it, Yeah, and if you're in London, 7 at night. Hey, welcome across the pond. We're always happy to have you guys, too. Yeah, we've, we have more than a few listeners from, from uh, over yonder, across the pond there. So. so you have a whole 60 seconds. Take us home, brother man. <laughs> cool, I better hurry up here. Uh, well, real quick, just follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. MS Mobile Show, you guys get the drill. Uh, and, of course, go listen to our recent episodes, msmobileshow.com slash episodes. Check those out. Next episode, we do not know what we're going to cover yet, and that's primarily because we are expecting Windows 10 for phone to have another update. And this is going to be across a lot of devices. We're going to talk the crap out of this, right? So um, if it comes out before our next episode, we'll definitely be talking about that. But every other episode, we want to pick a Microsoft service that we delve into. We want to help you guys get the most out of this. We hope this was helpful. But uh, we really, really do thank all of you listeners for listening. We appreciate it. Have a great week, everyone. Stay mobile. <laughs>